everyone, welcome to the Color Cast Podcast, a show where a diverse group of creatives discuss all things film, television, and entertainment. I am joined by my boy Joe, per usual. What's happening, man? What's popping? We have today's a very special episode because we have two very dope guests. One of them is a friend of mine I met during my first commercial back in 2016 on DeVry University set. My boy Alex Benjamin is in the building. Thanks for joining us, man. Hey, what's going Alex. on? Thanks for having me. <laughs> and also we have a, the director of one of Alex's most recent projects, Thor Bucks. The boy Shay is also in the building. What up, Shay? Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for having us. It's yes. an honor. Thank you for being here. And Shay, real quick, bro, how do you Absolutely. pronounce your last name? Vander Vanderport? Yeah, that's just just how it's spelled Vanderport. It's not Vanderport. Uh, yeah. Like <clears throat> the rest of my family, it's Vanderporten. Uh for some reason when my oh, grandpa wow. got here, he's like, let's make it easier for Americans. So like short, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like shortened it by like two letters. I was like, man, come on. It's cool. We, we kept it. <laughs> and, where is uh, your family from? Uh, uh well that side of the family is from Holland and Indonesia. Oh, so like uh that gra- that grandpa specifically is um he's like Belgian and uh his dad was like uh he was Belgian and Jewish uh and he was um his mom was Sri Lankan. Mm. And then oh, yeah so yeah so uh they had they had a Dutch last name though um and it was like Vanderporten. So like but but what's silly is my his brother didn't change the name. So all my cousins have the original last name. And oh, that is hilarious. Just don't have, yeah, we just don't have that name. Like, it's just weird. It's a made up, <laughs> it's a made up last name. So when Dutch people see it, they're like, hey, this isn't spelled correctly. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> they, think, they think you're faking it. You're just trying to join. I know, I know. Trying this, dude's trying to be, yeah, this, dude's trying to, this dude's trying to be white. So yeah, it's kind of weird. So we were we were speaking earlier, and uh, Shay, you mentioned that you did music before. From what I understand, you know you're directing, and you at Cal State Fullerton for a little bit, on and off, a little part time. Oh man, yeah, for like <laughs> ten years, I should be a doctor like twice or something. <laughs> oh my god, dude, I, was I there feel forever. you. Yeah, I feel you. On and off, on and off, you know, and it's tough, like was in the same situation as everyone else where it's like you're trying to work and go to school yeah, and do man. something you care about oh my you know gosh. so dude it was nuts it would be like uh when i first started i was working at like a um medical office or something and doing like straight uh was that mailroom like uh yeah yeah like you see in a movie like mailroom stuff you know uh, the guy's putting like, the little tubes to the yeah yeah, pretty much we just didn't have the tubes we had baskets you know Uh, um, but it was like it was like that from 5 30 a.m to like 1 p.m ish and then it was school from whenever i could get there you know to like seven and then it was band practice from like eight to 10 30 or whatever and it's just over and over you know so that's why it took so long you know i couldn't do that much school and major changes and all that stuff so bro i feel you i feel you and you're originally from the ie you're from fontana i'm not no i'm from i'm from los angeles uh, from la yeah yeah so so i was born i happened to be born in fontana because my my parents were at my uncle's wedding my uncle and my aunt's wedding in fontana 
Oh my god! Like in that were, area, they were in labor with moms yeah. was in labor with you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was like trying to come out at the at the reception <laughs> or, or something. So it was like god, so I was born in, I was born out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like later, my parents had split, and like mm-hmm. a few years later, and so I was back and forth, kind of between like the Pomona area um, and the LA area, and I'm familiar with you know like. Uh, I, I grew up in both, you know, kind of thing. Like I got you. Kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel you, man. So eventually you guys meet Shay and Alex. And how does that happen? Where and what are the circumstances under, you know, which you guys do make the first meetup? <laughs> well, yeah. I want to know, Alex. I want to know you. I want to know how this yeah, plays go ahead, out. Alex. 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 How this plays Come out. on. I think we got the same story. <laughs> uh, so basically what... Uh, what it was is I was, I was on a project called Trip, um, and we were uh, working on that project with uh, the director at the time was Tracy Oliver, nice. uh, and Shay is is good friends with Tracy, so he came on board one day at the beach to shoot like some still shots because we need some still shots. The mm-hmm. scene with me right. and this girl's playing my sister, and so he came out and shot the pictures. Then we just started talking. Uh, I don't know. We started talking about film. I just started talking, asking him about. I think I started asking him about his camera or something like that. And then we just started shooting the shit on, on about filmmaking and about like how we just want to make stuff or how it's like back home. The way I started, it was filmmaking. I didn't know what to do. I had no idea what I was doing. Right. And so my friend, this guy I met at first, we were going to do a star Wars fan film, which Mm. I'm (laughs) never got done. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, then he encouraged me to start writing and stuff. So we just started creating our own stuff when we had no idea what we just did it. That's how it starts. That's kind of my, my background in it. And so I was just telling him how we did it. Like when people come on set, you're holding a mic or you're adjusting a light or you're running and you're getting stuff, whatever you can do to help on set, that's what you're doing. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. There is no kind of this, the boss of this is just kind of everyone kind of work together to make something happen. Right, like about collaborating that, towards a project. Yeah, I feel you. Bro. Exactly. You just got a lot of like-minded people who just are having a lot of fun doing this thing. And so I started talking about that with Shane. He's just like, oh man, I have the same feeling about it. And so just from there, we started uh, talking about doing projects together. Easy. But I do think it was like another year before we, we actually like settled in and like started shooting Thorbucks or something like that. Yeah. yeah like, okay. Like, I like how nice, Alex did, nice. it, did it. I like how Alex didn't mention who was playing his sister though <laughs> he just kind of like gla- glazed over that like important detail oh yeah, who's to... playing sis alex had trying was... to name drop <laughs> it was, it was, it was a it. short called trip and it was janae Aiko was uh was the lead of that bro what yeah. what so he, yeah yeah man so so janae yeah Aiko, me, such yeah. a humble guy go ahead go ahead See, go yeah i know he goes this, this is why we have alex <laughs> So Janelle, was, <laughs> wow. she, was, she was releasing her new album, Trip, which is, I think, released back in 2017, 2018, I want, 2018, mm-hmm. right? I think it's 2018, it, it dropped, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she was doing this short to go with it, um, to do with the album drop, because she always likes to do a little something special for her yeah. first album, mm-hmm. and, and it all, the soundtrack of the short, the soundtrack, her album, so this, she put all of her songs as a soundtrack to that short, and it was about uh, coping with the loss of her brother. Mm. her brother died of cancer so mm. it was a short Heavy. it's a really like heartfelt personal short for her sure. and so we just uh i auditioned for it and i, I got in as playing a brother 
<laughs> that's pretty much it. Damn, that is wow. That is that's I mean, dope. I, I love Janae Aiko. I love her music. I first heard her on Drake's album way back in the day, and I feel like since then she has just blown the fuck up. But damn, that's that's heavy, man. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah, yeah. dope as fuck though. And yeah. um okay okay so go, go ahead with what you were saying shay because you were right we definitely had to acknowledge <laughs> that part before move we can't just move past that you know what i'm saying well it's it, oh sorry years ago, ago. So i just didn't want to <laughs> i feel you it's humility it's so admirable but i mean you know it's a, it is an important aspect of the story because um mm-hmm. you know how i don't know how long this to spend on each little segment of of what we're talking about but I, it is important because there's so much history i think built into all of it and sure um you always you know when you remember important people in your life that you meet you know and i think um alex mentioned tracy and and she's one of the the most important influential and like special people that i've met especially on this um journey to entertainment and and just mm-hmm. like film mm-hmm. and stuff like that because for me and and for Alex as well, we we discussed was that it's so important for us to work with people that we like to work with, not just getting ahead, not stepping over or on people to get ahead, not um, burning any bridges. You know, we 100%. really care about. Yeah, yeah, we really care about the human interaction and the human experience, and just treating everyone with respect. And Tracy is the prime example of that, and so. I met her, uh, we worked together on um, Awkward Black Girl with Issa Rae, which was... Um, oh, the, you, the YouTube on. series, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so Trace was the producer. Oh she God. wrote it. Yeah, and so, and I was, um, I started off as EP and then ended up directing and editing and stuff like that. And um, so Tracy and I have continued to collaborate and she tells me about this, this music video that's kind of like short film that she's going to direct because she had just yeah. come up come off of girls trip which i think was also 2017 mm. Damn. Right? 2017 <laughs> so she had just come off a of girls trip and um she we were trying to figure out how i could help you know on this project and she's like hey we need photography you know can you um just meet me in venice at this time whatever so i so i i meet him and i see alex but like i don't even know I don't even think we started talking yet, but what I observed was just how he treated the people around him. And right. so there were two things that stood out. Yeah, and it's weird because you'll see someone do something and you think, we'll probably get along. Like we're probably, right, you know, right. we'll it's, probably it's, be cool because. Yeah. <laughs> and that so goes a the, long the way, first man. Thing, like just, just doing business with people who are cool. Like, cause Joe and I, we studied business in college and mm-hmm. I think that often gets overlooked. It's, it's, that human interaction and simply just being kind to people, that shit will really get you far, especially in this industry. So I noticed that about Alex on set too, because that was my very first commercial. And I was like, bro, just looks like he knows what he's doing and he's comfortable and he's a <laughs> If I got questions I mean, to comfortable too, John. I, I, I too. was, I'm just that narcissistic, but I really didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> But you yes, don't have to I, know what you're doing. You just confident, have to look like you confident. know what you're doing. Exactly. And apparently I pulled it off, Alex. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, continue, Shay. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, just to, to continue speaking on that, it's like, you know, you could get ahead or whatever, but, at, you know, at night when you're laying there, it's just you and the things that you did, you know? So if, if for me, I can't, if I feel like I wrong someone, that, that'll just bother me for too long, you know? So okay. what I, 
you know, and so what I saw uh, with Alex, this doesn't directly correlate. What I did see was there were, uh, you know, the, on the, there's that like path with the bikes and stuff. And there was a brother and sister, uh, pretty young, um, that were biking. And one of them had like fallen. <clears throat> Oh, wow. And so, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> oh, let me go. I was like, yo, let me go help. That's always the first instinct. Like, oh, let me help. Absolutely. And, uh, and before, like, as I'm turning, Alex is already picking the person up. You know what I mean? I'm like, whoa, <laughs> oh, that dude, you know, the rest of our group is kind of like, oh, what, did something just happen? You know, so he was just yeah. on it. That was the first thing. And then I think the second thing was just like, I don't know if it was some people in our group or whatever, but like, you know, just you have some stuff floor trash whatever little uh, things man not whatever but the little things yeah and For alex real. would pick it up every time alex is picking it up putting it in the trash someone doesn't just drop something and it was funny because every time i went to do it alex was already on it mind <laughs> you this guy is on screen talent like he's the guy who's supposed to be you know he's, right. he's acting he's in the moment he's playing janae's you know hand pick to play janae's brother which is Straight such an up. important role yeah yeah so th- just those little human interactions those things that i saw uh i just knew those nuanced details like would would kind of play a role like in how we could interact you know and and work together absolutely absolutely man and um i like how you say that you know alex's role as janae's brother was handpicked because i do feel like janae has you know a a very unique look I, i I forget what ethnicity Janae Aiko is. She's uh, Japanese and black. Is her? Oh, right. Right. Yeah, Japanese and black. So I think that, um, you know, I think that's so dope that you were cast as that role, Alex. And again, just a very, very heavy role, you know, because I'm familiar with her music and everything. And, um, you know, she's very open about the fact that she smoked and I smoke too. So I enjoy listening to her music. <laughs> I just, I, I love the sound that she has. Uh, but for some of the deeper songs that she does have, I know she can get very conceptual with her music. And um, yeah, but that's, that's, I never knew that. Again, just such a humble guy. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I figure it's, it's been a little bit. I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, then it's all good. <laughs> then, then it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Find it's something it's, too it's kind late. of a weird it's thing with, with projects. It's sure. you do them and then you move on, and you're Absolutely. kind of just on thing. I didn't want to be kind of stuck back and have that being kind of my defining. Oh, I, I did trip like sure back then. Mm-hmm. It's like well, we have new stuff, like the stuff I did with Shay. I'm I'm really really proud of uh, with right. Bucks and just the message that we're sending and something that we're doing together um, with the same mindset. I mean, Shay, it's funny because the whole how it all set up was. With Shay and I, like, I basically just kept annoying Shay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's Shay, how you get Shay's, things done. <laughs> Shay's super busy. So Shay's always working on something. Yeah. So I would just hit up Shay. Hey, let's go grab some coffee. Let's go grab, let's go do this. He's like, hey, man, just keep hitting me up because sometimes I'm working and I'm just, I'm busy. So like, just like keep texting me, like keep in. So we would do that and we would meet up for coffee and we just talk and we just talk about, okay, what do we want to do? Like, what do yeah. we want to, what, what kind of project do we want to do? And so we use like a film competition as a deadline, but that film competition was only like what Shay like a month away or something like that. Dude, it was. We didn't. I, I believe we didn't have anything. Was, we didn't have a concept. We didn't two have or three weeks. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Like max, it's, it was three because I remember being like, yeah. "Oh man, this is oh yeah. that is tight. tight editing and concept." Okay, Shooting, writing like it's just yeah. So everything that we were talking about 
uh, we're just telling stories about our experiences growing up being mixed race um, and right. kind of finding our place. They're not quite fitting in in certain areas or, or certain certain people or things like that, or even how we could stretch and, and fit in with everyone. So it's kind of a weird sure. medium. I feel you. I yeah, so you, you know John and Joe. Yes, yeah. Mixed too, right? Joe is Filipino. You're mixed. Yeah, no, I'm full on Filipino. And that was that was interesting you say that because uh at the I feel like at the heart of Thorbucks is like it's almost kind of what it's about, right? Like kind of trying to find your place being like because like one of the girls is like, Oh, Thor is white, like I'm gonna have to pay you a little less because you're not absolutely this. and that, I love that you part. Know? I love that scene because <laughs> When Thor comes up to the door, the first thing she's like, "Okay, you're black." I mean, that's the. I mean, Alice. And the guy, the guy in the back is like, "I think he's Asian." Yeah. Why they say that? It's such a funny joke, but it's kind of pointing out to what people are thinking because you know people are thinking that. Um, And to Alex's point, just you know, being because myself, I'm half black, half Hawaiian. And just in that sense, you know, in the Marines, there are times where I was called whitewash just because of the way I spoke. So there have been times where it's kind of conflicting. You feel like, you know, um, the black community, because there are different shades in the own black community. Like, I mean, honestly, the, the darker you are, um, there are times where you are judged differently. You are looked at differently because of the the, the darkness of your, your blackness. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. So um, yeah, being that half black and half Hawaiian, people would see me, they'd be like, I know you're black, but I know you're not full black. There's something mixed in you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so in, in Thorbucks, just seeing that, and I think that really points out to a lot of realistic aspects of the industry, bro. Like when you, you say Thor, um, cause you know, Alex is doing a scene. He's like, you know, Hemsworth, got nothing on me. He's doing sit-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I, I think that it really does speak some truth. It, it's, you know, it's comedic, but I think it speaks true to the industry, man. There are certain expectations with certain roles. And I think right now we're kind of looking at a different, uh, an evolving Hollywood in a sense that, you know, we understand that diversity is more, it more accurately depicts the entirety of America. So right. I'm glad we're kind of moving in that direction. And um, Alex, quick question, both parents working class, is, is that correct? From You're from Stockton, California. Yeah, from okay. Stockton, born in okay. Dameron Hospital. Uh, my mother, she actually drove a forklift for 15 years. Damn, uh, in okay, mom. Wow. And then she moved on to manage a, a retail store, a woman's clothing store. Dope. That I worked at for a while. <laughs> I worked at okay. for a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, my, <laughs> I got a first, my first job was actually across from her, her retail store, a bootleg uh, sunglass hut. So it was just, I was selling okay. like, Big ass uh, Gucci glasses and some like, knockoffs. <laughs> some knockoffs. Uh, un, un, underage working, you know. Okay. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So she worked too in a retail store, and then my father he he drove cement mixer, so he was gotcha. in your, mm. stuff like that. And then he had his own business for a little bit, and that kind of went under. And then he mm. uh, he continued to work for like companies and things like that, driving cement trucks. Got you. Um, ethnicity. For, for dad, what ethnicity is dad? I do know you're mixed. Yeah, my dad's black and my mom's uh, Korean. Got you. Okay, so you're 50 50. 50 50. I mean, African American, man. African Americans, yeah. they're, mixed. they're mixed. Like, they just Absolutely. got much stuff in them. Like, I got some native in there, you know, I got some European. Like, it's just, you know, it's all yeah. little bits of everything. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. <laughs> um, I, I feel you on that. And Shay, from what I understand, is 
directing the long-term goal for you? You know, you just want to stick to it and because I understand you did do music before, but that's something that's in the past and the directing kind of the long-term thing you see yourself doing. Yeah, most definitely. I think, um, <clears throat> I think what happened is uh, I, I initially wanted to draw comic books. That was the first thing. And uh, I oh, wanted bro, to Oh, are you serious? Life, right? That's dope. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that was my goal. Like, like no literally shit. from I was a child all the way. And I, and I have to thank, you know, my older brother for that, my dad for that. Like, we were just a big superhero family like my um oh, everyone had their marvel favorite. dc is there any preference uh mostly marvel mostly okay. marvel um just because that's just i mean that's just what we grew up with i think everyone just had someone they identified with yeah and mm -hmm. it was like um like my dad was was uh thor my my um brother was hulk and I was into, my uncle was Iron Man. Like everyone just loved their, they had their character, you know, and I was always Spider-Man. And yeah. um, mm. so and I went back here, like uh, the purple, I'm not sure if you could see it back there, but. Um, I see a little purple. Yeah, yeah, it's back there. It's a, a buddy of mine, Attack Peter, he's a cool artist, but uh, okay. I just got that recently. Yeah, yeah, but. Oh, uh, that's dope. Oh, so, nice. yeah, and it was crazy because I, I wanted to do that. I started off in college with it and then it was weird, man, like right, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know like college was just the thing you were supposed to do, but I wasn't really yes. have to do that to illustrate because I could already do it. Like, you know, right. And I had already at that point um, with my buddy, Steve Soria, we had already like started exhibiting at Comic-Con and stuff. So I wasn't, I was like, okay, oh, I guess nice. I'll go to school, you know, like, I guess I'll go to school for art. I don't know. You know, did you feel any kind of, you know, pressure <laughs> from family or peers to, go to college i know that can kind of be a conflict with people who just want to do something creative it's like do we need that school or do we need that hands-on experience more so yeah it definitely was you know i think what was weird is like family and i kind of fall in the middle and i just like oh, yeah, you have a huge family like you're five or i'm sorry like 10 dude. siblings <laughs> <laughs> that's dope yeah and it's and it's across it's a it, it's not yeah like it's not it's not just two parents you know with like you know five and five it's like there's um moms and dads across you know my mom's been married uh three times so uh Got you. my dad twice yeah so okay, it's like okay okay mom yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's cool though like it, it's cool so it's a lot of people and and i i kind of yeah. fell in the middle and so there almost wasn't a discussion necessarily it was just sort of like yeah that's what you're supposed to do and i think it's it's Got a bigger it. it's a big discussion but it's it's like the american kind of like sales pitch like 100 of, of college of college you know like hey go to college pay this much go in debt you'll get a good job you know and go and, to college be in debt from college get a good job get a house mm -hmm. be in debt from that house that's mm -hmm. that's the that's most american lives man the wealth is that's in the, the american dream yeah yeah the new american, american dream is just being debt free isn't it it's like not having any kind of payment 100 100 so true and I think it, it's hard because a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of calls for um, for forgiving a lot of those loans and stuff. And and for me, I can really empathize with it, obviously because I'm in the situation, but like also because I remember vividly being in that situation, just not really knowing, kind of being a little lost, like always having this weird blind faith that, yo, yeah. things will work out. But then you get older and you're like, hey, it's not working out. 
right. <laughs> you know absolutely and you realize you know you're not getting any younger and um this idea of college that you know the security afterwards that you assumed would come with this debt and with this degree some it's not always guaranteed especially in the creative space man because i'm an actor you know i'm a performer that's what i want to do for the rest mm-hmm. of my life but i got a business degree because i didn't think an acting degree would give me money so <laughs> i yeah i I, can, <laughs> I hear you man i feel you yeah man. i think that's it's, i always think that's smart if you're if you're an actor and you have a degree in something else i always think that's smart right because alex i mean you can yeah. take improv classes, you can go down to Ground Leagues, UCB, you could take scene study classes. And I, I think actors should always be acting, taking classes in theater. But yeah, man, I was like, fuck it, I ain't about to get no damn theater degree. I ain't gonna have no damn job after college. You can always try to get into a conservatory too. I mean, you can, exactly. there's so many options for outside of uh, a theater degree. I think people right. go for it too, just because, you know, they love the theater and they just want to, that's just what's on their mind. And when you make your decision to yeah. get your degree, you're pretty young and you're not really thinking about anything else. So that's kind of what you do. Right, right. I was fortunate to have the military for four years. I had a good idea of what the hell I did not want to fucking do. I was like, okay, I know I don't want to be in the Marines more than four years. And then after that, it gave me time to just think about what I wanted to do as opposed to, shit, man, most college students, they're 17, 18, pulling out $20,000 loans. Yeah. That's like the first big financial transaction they've ever made. And they don't pay that off until they're, 40s or 50s and the degree they get may not often be something they are genuinely passionate about i think that's what your 20s is about i think most of the 20s is about finding what the hell you want to do and then kind of working towards that so that's that's college for you (laughs) yeah i mean you're you're barely an adult and you haven't even started thinking for yourself you know until you're in your early 20s kind of thing so i think it is a decision that it should take some time and there should be a big discussion and i think i was just following kind of like the rules i was like okay i'm just gonna do mm. what i'm supposed to do you know mm. um i will yeah. so on top of that do what i love to do um but i'm gonna do what i'm supposed to do and now i'm seeing that those oh, steps yeah. you know retroactive you know retroactive but in hindsight um it's you know you see where you could have kind of pivoted or or not even taken that path at all but you know it's hard man because uh, a lot of I, I met a lot of great people you know yeah that path and and lifelong friends and and it's hard because you have all these experiences so you don't our stories are all different like i i don't know man like yeah i did end up sorry sorry go ahead i know i just i i love what you said about you know doing what you love and doing what you have to do because um you know being a dad my kid she my daughter is uh about a year and a half um but i told my my fiance on our first date when we sat down at brunch i was like hey i'm an actor I don't want kids right now. My long-term goal is to be in film, writing, directing, acting. That's what I want. Shit, year and a half later, here comes the kid. <laughs> and <laughs> in that moment, it's like, okay, you kind of have to, you have to change the, the route to get there, but the destination is the same. You know what I'm saying? So if that means I have to work a job I'm not crazy about up until then, I guess that's what it means, but then um, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> then so fucking be it. I'm gonna complain. That's, that's actor's life, man. I mean, that's yeah. I yeah. mean, you gotta think with the majority of actors don't make it, or there's so many actors who are working kind of in the middle. There, it's a weird in between. Um, you're a working actor, yeah, but you're not working enough to support yourself. So right. you have to have a job, but you can't really get a full-time job because your auditions are between nine and five, Monday through Friday. Right. 
sometimes Saturday, Sunday, sometimes same day. Most of the time you have less than a day to prepare. And so getting a full-time job is unrealistic. And this is why so many people work in restaurants and things like that. Absolutely. I, myself, I was just like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get like a full-time job and I'm going to, but it's like, you get out here and you're like, oh man, I can't. Like I, I have like no notice for auditions. I have no kind of support and jobs. They're not going to just be like, oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and go right. do that. And, and they're and John, cool with it. Oh yeah. Sorry, yeah, continue. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was just about to ask John because y'all were talking about, because John, like you're working full-time right now, but you're working from home. But I know that you're also still like you've gotten a couple of gigs over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, so, recently. Like, would you say time, being a, like being able to work from home? Do you like? I think that definitely because as Alex was saying, or, like, <laughs> it, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because as Alex was saying, you know, as an actor or as any kind of creative, a lot of these notices are so short notice, Joe. Like my agent would hit mm -hmm. me up on a Thursday saying, "Hey, we booked you for Friday tomorrow at one p.m. Can you make it?" course i don't want to say no plus i want to make that little quick easy money but when i did that gig sure enough i checked my you know my emails and i'm, I'm you know my team from work is blowing me up they're like hey you know boss is trying to get a hold of you so it's it's a sacrifice though it's like you know what am i going to look back and say oh i should have passed up that gig just to work more or am i going to look back and say you know what? i'm glad i did that gig i still have my job i didn't get fired but it's one of those sacrifices you have to make. So yeah. I think Alex accurately described well, dope, it yeah. very, very simply because when you try to explain that to other people, because most of my friends and peers, they work, you know, traditional nine to five jobs. And I ain't mad at that. But with what I want to do, I understand the reality is it's fucking difficult working full time and then going on auditions. So it's and it's damn near not really possible. So the goal right now is kind of just get that passive income to be financially more independent that way i don't have to rely on just a nine to five to get that because shit you got to pay the bills you got to pay for headshots you know you got to pay for demo reel you got to pay for that shit it takes money but it's an investment because once you pay for those new headshots and you book gigs it's, it's fucking worth it so that's yeah. the whole thing is is you're not a broke actor you are broke because you're an actor right, right. <laughs> big difference between the two if i made the money that i'm making now and i live back home i'd be pretty comfortable Absolutely. But because I'm here acting, I have to pay for, you know, if you pay for classes, you're spending like what up to, uh, what, this, like 300 a month, something yeah. like that. Easy. 300 a month on classes, headshots going to run you for a decent headshots, maybe about 400. Yep. Uh, yep. Just for some headshots. And then you got to update that every six months. Uh, you got to get your wardrobe right. You got to make sure you keep it on your, your maintenance, your hair, like all, all this stuff that you pay for the acting sites, by the way, that are still charging even in the pandemic. <laughs> so oh, wow. like, it doesn't. Bastard. Yeah, for sure. That's the whole thing is like it, it, for some reason, man, I don't know why people like to target actors when they know, I guess as they know actors will get it done, but it's like, I feel like we have like the least amount of money, which is kind of weird. But for some reason we spend so much more. Yeah. So yeah. Really <laughs> I feel you. I feel you, bro. Um, Shay, I, I kind of wanted to just go back to, Awkward Black Girl. Uh, Joe, oh, I don't yeah. know if, Joe, I don't know if you're familiar with Awkward Black Girl. It's a YouTube series, but you know what's mm -hmm. very special about it is Issa Rae stars in Awkward Black Girl. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chad. Correct, yeah. Yeah, um, and that was just the first thing that led to her insecure. Because once she dropped insecure, I heard about Issa Rae motherfucking everywhere. It was like, mm -hmm. yeah. this show, <laughs> it's dope. So yeah, and then yeah. everyone was telling me when I worked at MTV, when I worked at Viacom, I worked in ad sales. And I started getting 
just kind of out of it because I was like, fuck, I'm an actor and I'm doing ad sales. So I met with a, you know, good friend of mine, Stephen Divineer. He's like a mentor to me. And um, he was just explaining things I could do. He's like, you know, you can go on YouTube. You can make these things. So I went on YouTube. I found Awkward Black and I was like, damn, you know, this, it kind of gave me hope that I can go out there and create some shit without having to purchase a lot of equipment. And it was just, it was creative. And in the sense that um, the way it was filmed, it didn't look like it was, you know, fucking HD. It looked like something I can go do. So that's what Aqua Black are gonna do for me. Watching that YouTube series, just and then kind of how real it was, where it was filmed. It was filmed in little offices. I was like, that's that's inspiring to see that she went Issa Rae went from that to Insecure. Um, so I didn't want to skip over Aqua Black or that is a bit a big thing, Shay. So I kind of wanted to just see, you know, your experience with that and. Um, how you felt just working around that. That's, that's fucking dope. Yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. yeah I mean, <clears throat> I think uh, to go back just a little bit, the, okay, okay. the, sorry, the comic book thing transitioned into music, which then transitioned into film. And I feel like the directing thing is it's all of those things kind of, you, you have to have somewhat of a talent in all of those things sure. able to mm. properly direct you know you have to have an understanding of of composition of you know how music and sound can play a role into mm -hmm. your storytelling so that kind of broad understanding of elements brought me things so uh you know inkville i had just been freelancing doing whatever gig could do and so 2010 uh, was a year where i mean i'm dirt poor dude like just i know trying dude yeah. like anything i can i'm i'm because 2010 i'm like i'm just i'm just gonna say yes to everything i'm gonna say yes to everything you know to everything will, that comes my way <laughs> everything that comes my way i, mean, I feel like, you man we were, yeah like fresh off the um the session and yeah. i've been doing yeah doing music and yeah we were we had like uh, purchased the house in Diamond Bar because I was going to school in Fullerton and it was like halfway in between LA and Orange County. Yeah. And so, so lost that, you know, then, um, but knew I had to be back in LA full time because I was driving out to LA every day, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so we moved to Pasadena with a bunch of uh, our friends, kind of like this art collective house you know oh, that sounds fun as hell yeah man it was like a four we, we got real lucky it was like a four bedroom and it was like two grand uh, oh shit in Pasadena? four bedroom bro yeah yeah we all were in like the a, little <laughs> a little bit a little bit you know, <laughs> like border, say, border. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, yeah it was like the border like you know northwest area you got like, it getting, okay getting close to altadena and uh, it was cool though, cause like we, it was, it was a good area. It was up and coming and like, we were able to work um, out of there. And I, I said to myself, I'm just going to say yes to everything and see what, see what comes. And that's one approach. Long story yeah. Long that's story one approach. short. <laughs> yeah. 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 And well, I'm trying to make this as quick as possible. I said yes to something that I thought was for a friend turned out to be for his friend. Okay, so like mm. I don't even know this guy. So I shoot a 22 hour short film, like straight, like 22 hours I shoot for this guy. Dying, like, yo, I didn't even know I was gonna be here this long. 
<laughs> but just try to have a good attitude, you know, I'm like, yeah. whatever, that was fun. We did it. And, uh, and so like the very next week, pretty much that same guy that I didn't know was asked to DP for awkward black girl. Wow. But, but he was such a stand-up guy. He said, you know what? I know someone better. And he suggested me. Wow. So, I mean, I owe that dude forever because he could have taken it. He could have taken Absolutely. the opportunity, but, but he knew there was someone else that was meant for that, you know? And, and it really was like the, the planets align, Tracy, you know, Issa, Shay come together and, and yeah. create this thing because Issa had started it. Um, I, if you watch the first couple episodes, they, they just did it themselves, you know, like, like, I think literally East like put a camera on the Bro, table or something. It was acting. That's what it's so dope. It's like, she did that shit. She looked like she got her phone, just went out there, but there's still millions of YouTube views. So it's, it's incredible. Yeah, no, it's, it's it, absolutely. And so I think what it was is, um, she, she had known Tracy, they went to college together and okay. they wanted, she wanted to grow it and, and have it be more of like a, a show, you know, like a real, like, Right. television narrative series episodic so tracy was scouting for people and you know i'd never actually done comedy at all like i was oh, wow. like a yeah i was like a you know art house like you know i'm like yo i'm a yeah, yeah. french new wave director like <laughs> you know i, I don't Got know why culture. i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not even yeah like i was trying to be this super art housey director and i feel um, you and it's weird because it's not even necessarily my my personality, you know, right? So much, uh, but I do enjoy this stuff. But uh, so I said yes, did it, and you know, worked out. Started as a DP, ended up directing, editing, and so the first season you can see it get better and better because any money I was making on the side, anything I was doing, I was doing like conventions, events. Yeah. Bro, everything literally everything the only thing i said no to that year though um i said no to someone had asked me to shoot porn <laughs> i was like i was like Wait, i said i would do everything i said i would do every i said i would say yes to everything you know i think that so is i'm like in place to <laughs> uh, and shay for our listeners who may yeah. not be familiar could you briefly explain what a dp is Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. But not, not in porn. Not in porn. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, so, I, I'm sorry, I keep saying that. Uh, DP is a director <laughs> of photography. So, yeah. the cinematographer, the director of photography is used interchangeably. Um, sometimes people will say videographer, which isn't quite the same, um, but that's something that they, they'll say these days. But Typically, uh, it's someone who, you know, you have a director who directs the overall film and the actors mm -hmm. and everything, but this is the person that directs the look of the film and they can have a huge hand in it or they can mm -hmm. collaborate with the director or they can just kind of do what the director says. So it's a, it, ideally in its most pure form, it's a collaboration, you know, between the director sure. and the director of photography. So, so you um, said, uh, you said DP and cinematographer, they're the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're, okay. they're used interchangeably, yeah. So, so uh, you said a director and cinematographer, what would you say the role of a producer is? The producer is kind of the, like, 
oversees everything and and i think make sure no one goes off the rails <laughs> kind of mm. legit, i would say i don't know i would say like logistically they kind of the ones who put shit together what, what do you think alex as far as yeah, like, i mean the role of a producer. the producers i mean there's so many different producer titles very as far true. as like executive yeah. producer producer associate producer uh whatever it's, let's just do executive then executive executive <laughs> producer usually is like in charge is like the yeah. it could be the money guy it could be the person in showrunner right shay uh things like that do we lose shay? yeah there are di- yeah. there are different kinds of producers as well you know there's like a executive like you said executive producers typically like the funding yeah. as a producer mm. but like yeah line line producing would be more of what you're saying john like uh kind of getting shit done, making sure shit happens. Gotcha, um, gotcha, yeah. You think? Uh, keeping they're, it tight. They're almost like the coach or something. Like, they're just kind of making sure stuff's running. You know, like, they're not telling you what to do per se. You know, like, if you're, you're not telling... Like, LeBron's going to do what LeBron's going to do, you know? He's gonna, <laughs> like, yeah. he's going to do it. But if he's going, if he's going to do something crazy, like, you know, I'm just going to jump out of bounds and throw the ball in the air. Like, the coach is going to be like, no, nah, don't. <laughs> don't, don't right. do that. But for <laughs> the know? most part, they're going to let LeBron do his thing as long as, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I feel it's almost like, like uh, it could be like a fixer, too, or like a problem solver, essentially. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But thank you. Thank you for that. We always like to put our listeners on game with terms they may not know. So, um, sure, yeah. I, I yeah. do want to get into kind of your guys's motivation behind Thor Buds. I understand it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's recent, but you know, it's, um, you guys made this some time ago. Am I correct? You guys actually finished this project a little time ago or? Yeah, Alex had it. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Well, so like, like Alex was saying, you know, I've been pretty busy because I pretty much say yes to everything. So I'm always freelancing and stuff. And, um, I use all the to like try to fund and and purchase equipment. You know, I've I've basically been operating the same way since mm-hmm. Awkward Black Girl. You know, and, gotcha. And you can see the incremental improvements, like in the equipment, even and like because literally everything I was doing on the side, I was just I was literally buying stuff just so Awkward Black Girl could be better. You so know? do you think that was a, kind of a chapter for you to grow, just you know, in your own in your own craft that time with opera black girl you think uh, you see a, a significant difference afterwards after working on that yeah big time it was a, a learning experience in the sense that you kind of figure out on your own how to run a show you know you're like i think this Got is it. how it's done you know yeah. without actually having experience of being on a show because the whole industry is like a big um it, it reminds me of I, I remember when i wanted i was like oh maybe i could just be a waiter right like not just be a waiter but I could be a waiter and then make money and do stuff on the side. Right. Right. But it was like, it's like, Oh, you can't be a waiter unless you have waiting experience. And it's like, okay, well, how do I get waiting experience? You have to be a waiter. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, bro, (laughs) what? Like (laughs) get hired, but no experience. And then there's finally someone gives you a fucking chance. That's happened to me at Chili's. It was like, I had no serving experience during college and and eventually someone gives you a chance yeah i feel you man well and they act like it's rocket science bro it's like <laughs> right. i don't know how to bring a plate to somebody like come on man like not to I, I say can figure that shit out yeah it's stressful you know but yeah i can figure it out you know and uh you know, high stress very stressful one of the most stressful yeah. jobs yeah 
for sure. Oh, abs- absolutely. So we figured out how to run the show, you know, and it was cool because the season finale, um, I got to work with uh, Donald Glover. He was in it in the season finale. That's so dope. That's so, dope. Yeah, That's dope. man. <laughs> Bro, it was like, it was crazy because it felt like this movement, you know, it was like we were moving up together and 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 Donald was, come, I mean, he was up getting up there and we were kind of moving up alongside and it was such a special time. And then season yeah. two was, um, uh, Pharrell produced it and we're on I Am Other launch with his YouTube channel. So it, it was oh, just no. like a, yeah, and it, it was living a dream and it was pretty surreal. And like you said, it showed that you could make stuff on your own and it can go yeah. somewhere, you know? So that, that was the idea behind Thorbucks is like, I'm always working and I never stop to do something creative. And I was so uh, grateful yes. to Alex for hitting me up and, and just like, cause it's not a bother. It's not a pester. It's just, I think people kind of sometimes might not hit someone up cause they think they're bothering them, but sometimes it's not that it's just, dude, Oh, there's just, isn't that, that moment, you know, to, yeah. to like, mm-hmm. stop. I didn't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care either way. I was like, we need to work together and we need to make something. And that's it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Very this cool. was our opportunity, you know, it was our opportunity. We said, Hey, there's a deadline, like the, this competition, it'll make us, it'll force us right. to make the deadline. Right. You know, and, and so um, you had asked, you know, directing is definitely my goal. Um, I will continue to, to direct, but I also enjoy writing. Um, but in the sense of writing, I'm not really like uh, for directing, it's tough to co-direct, but I actually really love to co-write. And so I have a, a partner who's actually my nephew, um, and we, <laughs> we started calling ourselves the Uncle Nephew Brothers. Uh, as a writing team creative just had, yeah yeah our family just had funny little things that we make up like that and so um we're like yeah we're the uncle nephew brothers and we just start busting up and uh he's he's an amazing amazing writer um young you know and yeah. i think that it's tough because when you're up and coming it's like no one's trying to hear you you know so sure mm-hmm. it, like mm-hmm. i rec- i recognize his talent right away you know what I mean? And, and that's dope that you did, man, because he needs someone to just say, okay, you, you, you can have a future in this. If he just has people telling him, you know, um, that's only a hobby or anything else like that may very well, it's easy for someone young to give up on that. So the fact that he has you telling him like, Hey, I, you got something going. That's, that's cool as hell. Yeah. Cause I mean, we don't have any connection. Like we grew up in like going to films. We grew up, you know, by Universal Studios, like checking out, right, right. You know the the tram tour and all that. But like, we don't have connections to. We have zero, which I believe is the same for you guys. You know, right. And you don't have any connect. <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't have. We don't even have like legs to get to the seat to where the table is. You know. Yeah. So, so for for me, um. It was just us doing it. That's all we know how to do is just make stuff. So yeah, sure. We gotta make our own lathes. Gotta make our own motherfucking table. That's what we gotta do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Carving this exactly. wood, we go make it. But yes, I, <laughs> yes. I, I feel you, man. Yes. And yeah, especially in an industry like this where knowing people is half the fucking battle. Yeah, I hear you. Truly, truly, and and That's... so. Sorry, go check. Go ahead, Alex. Go. Go for it. Oh, no, I was just saying, though, that's 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 part of the problem is I think that's the mindset of 
a lot of people. So a lot of people will try to use you for things. Uh, yes. I mean, there's people who try to use me when I can't do anything for you. And you're trying to, I was like, what are you using me for? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. But <laughs> right. it's like, that's just kind of, the industry has such a twisted mindset and such a, it's such a weird thing. Cause even when you bring up something like diversity or things like that, they like to bandaid it. They like to kind of give you what you want real quick and then take it sure. away. Um, and I think the, like you're saying earlier, John is it's changing a lot now just because you're getting people behind the scenes too. It's not Absolutely. just, in front of mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the important yes. part. And that's a big part yes. of uh, Jay as a director and, uh, and making the things that we make is because more of those stories need to be told. Cause I haven't been told. Right. Straight up. Yeah. Straight up. Like the fact that Shay wrote comic books, enjoyed writing comic books, half the time as a kid, I just, my mind was conditioned to believe all superheroes were white. And you may get a sprinkle, <laughs> may get a war machine, you may get a Black Panther. You know, <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, uh, it's just, it looks funny if those superheroes are too colored, they should be white. Um, yeah, man. I, <laughs> you know, I, I love how you say, Alex, you know, it's kind of putting a Band-Aid on it. It's like, you know diversity itself just that that term is used so often these days but i feel like getting people behind the scenes behind the camera not just in front like you said that's that's really important dude because there's so many stories like you said they're they're not being told and they're out there but we'll just if, if it's only based on who you know in the industry we might see the same cycle of motherfuckers you know we need some different people we need different i do you see yeah. straight up actors, actors bringing up their kids and you know, the people bringing in producers who are family and just kind of, it's a really weird thing. If you, if you see someone randomly, I do encourage you to look them up and see who they're connected to. If someone just randomly like blows up or what they've done before or something like that, usually there's a connection to something. Absolutely. It goes. Yeah. Yeah, I I learned something recently. um, That was pretty interesting about the comic book uh, thing you were talking about. Uh, You know, the character Bishop, Oh, hell X-Men. yeah. X-Men. Yeah. 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 So my buddy Steve sent me uh, this article where, uh, so the guy who created him is a Filipino guy. Oh, nice. And yeah. Very and cool. so, yeah. And so initially he had created Bishop as a Filipino guy. And um, one of the um, like senior staff, I guess, at Marvel was like, hey, you know, we get a lot of letters from younger black readers that are saying, Hey, I don't see myself. Like, I don't, I wow. want to, I want to feel like I have a, a, you know, a hero to look up to, you know, I sure. love all these people, but I don't see myself. So they asked him, they like, Hey, do you, would you care? Like if Bishop was black instead of Filipino and he was just like, no, not at all. He's like, if, if there's a need for it, like I'm down, you know? And so, that tripped me out. I was like, oh, yeah. what? Like he was gonna be this Filipino guy. And then, I know, because now then, these days there are a lot of young Filipinos getting comic books who I'm sure could relate to a Filipino superhero. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought that was really interesting that that somebody kind of like pivoted what they were gonna do. And I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. So hopefully, you know, moving forward, it just continues to be that you know continues to diversify and be more representative you know of what the reality is right right so. I, th- I think that's what it is about bro. it's like just kind of accurately portraying the american population the way it is it's so many different kinds of people these days even when i worked at chili's man i worked with um 
I work with Muslims, I work with black people, I work with Hispanic. There are so many different people you would see in one restaurant. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, bro, I think, I think people need to just consciously be diverse. I would love to get to a point in my life where each project I choose, I can fucking look at, I don't know, the cast, the crew, and if there's just not a certain amount of spread demographics and people, I'm over it. I'm like, you know what? This just I just don't know if this is for me because I just don't know if it's for me. I really want to be adamant about being in roles that are diverse. Y'all, y'all ever hear about Denzel on set with, uh, with Julia Roberts? I forget that movie they were in together. Oh, or he didn't want to kiss her yeah. because of his audience. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Denzel did not want to kiss Julia Roberts because he felt that most Black women, you know, were, were not portrayed as the love interest. Which I, uh, I agree with. I would say most black women in society are not, you know, looked at or viewed as, you know, these beautiful creatures the way women of other ethnicities are. I will say that. And that's kind of what Denzel's point was. He was like, you know, you want me to kiss mm. this white woman? You want me to kiss this white woman? Julia Roberts is beautiful. And she even admits, she's like, yeah, I would love to have kissed Denzel. But she understood where he was coming from in the sense that if I do that, a small action like that can show that you know, maybe I'm not doing all I can to speak out about my people. And that was at a time where it wasn't popular to speak out about this shit because now you yeah. hear a lot of people speaking out. So it's cool to hear stories like that. That's I mean, huge. Yeah. And I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just didn't. I was just agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's huge. Like that. I think to even think on that level, you know? Um, yeah. He's he could have come at it from the angle of huge movie star, huge movie star Let's get this money. Let's, you know, or, or even like a bravado thing. Oh, Julie Roberts. She's the hottest thing. Like, Oh yeah. I was in the scene. Right. Right. You know, it's like, there's so many ways that you could, the average person would have just done it. They just would have done it. Like, you know, cause it would have mm-hmm. been, it probably would have also been a very iconic scene, you know? Sure. And, and he, he had the, like the thought even to think so deeply that a this will affect people that i love in a certain way you know and so exactly exactly i think i think that was actually kind of the birth of the thorbuck stuff you know because we didn't know exactly what we wanted to do Mm -hmm. i just knew that i wanted to do something with alex yeah and i knew that i wanted to do something with nathaniel and we had kind of talked about conceptually, we both, it, it all comes full circle because we, we grew up with superhero stuff. We grew up going to Man Chinese watching right. movies. And so we thought, wait a minute, what if we comment on the concept of beauty, uh, beauty norms, yes. but we use a mixed race guy who, um, from, from a male standpoint, what is considered beauty, right? And so we're like, yeah. No. You know, what is the, what is the prime example? It's this God, right? Like the God of thunder, mm, right. long blonde hair, ripped, huge, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, this is perfect, bro. This the is perfect. The epitome so, of, be- that's what beauty is. Yeah. Exactly. So we always want to, like, what we talked about when we're writing is that we always kind of want to touch on topics in a way that's empathetic and like, um, not cynical at all, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of revealing truths. And so maybe we were able to do that was like this mixed race minority guy try, just trying to be something, you know, just trying to be. You right, know? right. But, and that's what I loved about Thorbuck's 
when, when you guys tell me you had such a time constraint, I'm like, shit, it's hard to believe because it, it, it seemed like you guys took your time with how natural it was because I was like, oh, that's a, that's a fucking mixed race actor trying to make it. That's exactly what that is. And I, I love the scene where uh, the Nicki Minaj, she's like singing that monster song. That shit was so funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I know exactly what verse she's rapping on. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, man, I, I love how you guys consciously made that decision, man. And just, it, the, it's, it's the little scenes, man. And, and the reactions to this mixed race Thor that I really grew to appreciate. And plus it's funny. It's you, it's it's a funny fucking watch. You guys killed this shit. So, um, thanks, man. That's that's yeah. what we we aim we aim to comment on. You know these these narratives, but like all look at it through humor as well. So it's like you have this kind of empathy. You have this revealing truths, no yeah. cynicism, but also comedy at the same time. So we try to do all those things at once, and it's a delicate balance because you can miss, like you can fall on your ass pretty hard, you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think I think that risk is worth it, and um. I the main thing is we knew I don't know I don't know if you heard this Alex but we knew we were on to something like first day because we shot at man Chinese like just on this you know we're on the street Alex doing push-ups bro like yeah, on the street yeah, you know he, he did about he did about Merlin, 900 push-ups Merlin Monroe trying to tell us to go away on the street <laughs> Merlin Monroe yeah. trying to harass us yeah dude <laughs> Mar- Marilyn Monroe literally was telling Thor he could do push-ups on the street. So the we knew we were onto something because we were filming and these dudes come over, younger guys, like maybe um early teens, maybe late teens. Yeah. They come over and two white dudes and they're like, Hey, isn't Thor white though? And then the other guy's like, <laughs> Yeah. Doesn't he have blonde hair? Doesn't have blonde hair? And I'm like, oh my God, they just said the lines that we put in the movie. Like, they said the lines exactly what we wrote. That is nuts. Yeah. And so I was like, dude, we we got it. So we felt like we just had to keep that in mind and stay focused. And whatever we wrote just had to be true to that. So because you know that, we, we yeah that's it. a reality you just saw that unfold right in front of you you just see oh. these kids say that it just kind of confirms what you believe exactly it was crazy and so that was the concept of having even you know in the writing i think a lot of it it can kind of go can you guys hear me i can hear you john okay yeah i can hear you i think shay might be cutting out a little bit i think shay might be cutting out just a little bit i didn't know if it yeah was yeah. Okay. You hear a shake? Yeah, I think you might be cutting out a little bit. Um, oh, there's the boy. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I did want to, what I also thought Sorry. was. Oh, go, go ahead. Yeah, you I cut, cut out a little out. bit. You okay, good, man. Sorry. You're good. We missed all that good shit. We missed all that good shit you were saying, Shay. It'll be all in GarageBand. It's all in GarageBand. So oh, fine. perfect. Oh, perfect. that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I was saying was having in like, a Latino family say the same thing to him, you know? And, right, uh, right. And not even uh, not even white people, but, you know, a, a different colored people who are saying that, you know, they're kind of also recognizing, hey, Thor is white, you know, and yeah. Yeah, because I think, unfortunately, um, the kind of Eurocentrism thought and, like, the, the, the dominant culture being white as the norm, they're like, the barometer is is what we have to kind of start to change 
as we move forward, you know, because absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, you can't use a certain group of people to be what people are supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, yeah. And, and that's, that's what we have to change. And I think just changing your mindset and, and you come from is what we're trying to comment on as well. Right. I hear you, man. I think it's down to some of the most minute details, like the damn computer tech in the fucking movie who was in the uh, a two minute scene. I, I think even down to that point, you have to just say, okay, does this person need to be a certain ethnicity? Do they have to be? I mean, most movies as a kid growing up in the 90s, damn near everyone in the movie is white. You know what I'm saying? Some of my, it was just, and it was odd as a young mixed black kid, when I saw a group of black actors, I was like, I don't know if I want to see that black movie. It's not a movie. It's not a regular movie. That is a black movie. Black movie. Right. And because as all black actors, I have the idea they're going to hit me over the head with a bunch of just black, 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 but I really want to just see a good movie. So I I agree, Shay. I think it's just that the standard has to change and, and the, yeah, kind of the, what we expect to see has to change and it shouldn't strike children as odd when they see an all black cast which we're slowly getting there and even the academy is trying but some of the shit seems forced yeah well i you know the academy and stuff i stopped kind of i still respect it obviously but i stopped respecting it as much when uh, right. casey had black won for manchester at the sea i was kind of like i'm done like I can't, like I don't understand bro, bro. what's happening. Right. <laughs> it's just kind of yeah, like, like, yeah, it's just kind of like, really? Come on. I was like, I see that shit in acting class all the time. Like yeah. I don't, I don't quite understand like what was the appeal. Sure. Um, and I, again, just like you when you were younger, when I was little, one of the main things that I remember is asking my, my mom, I was reading a magazine. I was looking at a magazine. I was like, why do none of these people look like me? I was like, why do none of these people look like me? Wow. And she just, she couldn't answer. Wow. She just had, she's like, oh, oh man. So that's just, that was one of my biggest things growing up. Cause I've always wanted to be in entertainment. At first I want to be a singer, but then I really? realized, that, I realized I can't sing. So <laughs> I, <stopped. laughs> I was so like, I didn't know that. I changed careers. It's a minor Let's detail. It. It's a Let's minor detail. Very minor. <clears throat> no, it's not going to be. Especially, especially when, if you don't, Obviously, that's a skill too. I mean, you're born with a certain voice, but it's also a skill that I do not practice. So you just hear a lot of cracking and squeaking. <laughs> do that right now. <laughs> but um, so I started looking at. I, I love action stuff. I always I've done I've done martial arts my whole life, and my dad my dad was a huge huge Wesley Snipes fan and Van Damme fan and uh, unfortunately Steven Seagal fan and like all this stuff too. So, <laughs> yeah, same, same. Yeah. My pop loved Steven Seagal. Loved all these guys. Chuck Norris, Walker yeah. Texas Ranger, like what's up? Damn. Um, I remember <laughs> seeing Jeff Spakeman. Uh, yeah. Jackie Chan was like my guy. Jackie Chan's always been my guy because he just, yeah. he does things I cannot do. If I, even Don't if I practice it, I won't be able to do it. And that's Bro, Even like the Rush Hour movies, just the, yeah, the stuff he that he's doing. Can't. It's like, he's so fun, so dope. And not only that, but mm-hmm. he's like an incredible actor too. So it's yes, just kind of like, yes, he's an incredible actor. And it's just, that was always my thing is I started doing, I started making films that were doing action stuff, like a lot of action stuff. It's like a lot of martial arts, action, action stuff, choreography. So that was probably like a good first like five years of my making films. It's just like really bad action short films. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of like, but, but, but great choreography. Great choreography. I was going to say, and I was going <laughs> to say that, 
that can yeah. be appreciated, Alex. I, I mm-hmm. love watching some really dope choreograph. I mean, just fight choreography. So yeah, we're definitely gonna have to collab on some action. Shit yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Green. <laughs> green too. So yeah. But yeah, uh, with with uh, with that stuff, like, and then I started making more films. I started to realize, oh, there's more things I can make, and there's more things I want to do. There's there's this one lady up north who was a director, and she wanted me to be in her love story. Like she was doing a kind of, uh, was it Sleepless in Seattle when they're online emailing each other and stuff? She wanted to do kind of that, a younger version of that. And this was before all the online dating and stuff like that. I was just like, and so yeah. we did a short like that as a love story and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, so there's like other yeah. things too that I really, really love. And I realized I just was really passionate about acting. Um, sure. And I will say it's it's the one thing that I tried and I was terrible at. Like I just I've never seen an actor who was worse than me when I first started. Never. never oh yeah. I, I feel like many uh, actors may feel that way. <laughs> no, I, I was I've never seen anyone who was worse than me when I first started acting. Oh, just because I I used on, to have come on. no kind of emotion on my face ever. Like I never smiled and never did anything. So I didn't know what a smile felt like on my okay. face. Okay. Oh wow. I, I, maybe I, I can not, see that on you. I can see that just no smile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no smile. Like, I literally had to practice in the mirror. I had to practice in the mirror to, to fake it first literally. and then learn it and learn how it feels and, and whatever. And, I, and, you know, I didn't give up. Everything else that I've tried that I didn't do, I gave up just because mm-hmm. I just, is whatever. But acting's the only thing. It's, it was the hardest thing I chose because you don't control kind of your success in a sense of, opportunity absolutely control your skill but you can't control the opportunity that you get or the chances that you get Agreed. Um, <clears throat> so i mean that was one thing where it's, but then i realized i just love the whole filmmaking process like yeah. i definitely see myself producing stuff or writing stuff or whatever where i'm not even in it so it's just yeah it's really cool that's why it's really cool to work on projects like this mm-hmm. um, and then future projects that we're most likely going to be making too Oh, yes, yes. And yeah, I, I love how you say that the process itself really is just the funnest part, you know, and um, the product, the, the end product is going to come, but just working with other creative people, it, it really is so much fucking fun. Yeah. I feel well, it's you know. nothing like seeing something that you, you wrote and just came up with, and then you can visually see it on screen. You're just like, whoa, like I did that. Yeah. But it's just like two weeks late. Two weeks later. <laughs> with uh, <laughs> an idea with, brought to life, yeah. With Shay too, with Thorbucks, and that was kind of the thing too. It's like we were seeing it as we go because sometimes we wouldn't have the scene completely written when we go to set. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't. A lot of times I didn't know what I was saying. Uh, like when I come to set, <laughs> I, we just didn't know. But then we yeah, were talking about it, and it was very collaborative because it's very cool. okay. Alex, like, what would you do? Like, we have this situation. What would you do in this situation? Sure. Like one of the parts of like um, when I approached a girl in the beginning and I asked her to give me a ride back to Asgard. <laughs> yeah. <that> was, <laughs> yes. Was, I laughed my ass off at that. I was like, come on, bro. <laughs> was, come on, bro. <laughs> it was one of those things where we were talking, and it's like, hey, man, like, what would we say here? Like, what, what do you think would happen? Yeah. That was just yeah. another one of those subtle things of where another message was in there. It was like, you have all these different ethnicities, but he goes for kind of the standard of blonde hair, light skin, kind of 
huge. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're in an aisle. There's about three, I think there's like three or four women in that scene. Go straight up to the blonde. Hair. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like, it was one of those collaborative moments where it's like, yeah, what, what, would, what would happen here? <laughs> like, yeah. Say, what would this guy say? Like, he's literally <laughs> shopping down the aisle. And, you know, and, and I think yeah. what, that's, what's so, that's what's so cool about the collaborative flex is I know that I can trust them to do something that is additive, like the story versus right. what a lot of performers or actors will do is just try to show out, you know, and it's like, look how loud I could be, look how funny I can be. But if it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't contribute to the storytelling, it, it's like you're distracting from the story. You know, Absolutely. I mean, you're distracting from the film. You're just drawing attention to yourself. So Alex, I can always trust him to do whatever he thinks is into the story and make it really in that moment. It's not just like a, we're not always ha-ha funny, but like a funny where it's like a funny situation and like true to the yeah. character. Sure, sure. I, I love that, man. Um, Oh gosh, Shay, I did this improv class at, at UCB Sunset. Mm -hmm. And the key to improv is yes and. So you agree with your partner to keep the scene going. Like you said, Shay, we, I, there is this older actress, everyone knew her. Every time we do a fucking scene, she get caught up in her acting rather <laughs> than listening to what we're saying and just keep the story going. If you keep the story going, it's gonna be funny. The laughs are gonna come. But like you said, you know, working with a performer like Alex who makes choices that make sense as opposed to someone who's like, I, I can, uh, do you need to watch me? Uh, it's like, okay, <laughs> you're acting so fucking much. You are distracting from the message. Uh, Joe, director, Alma Martinez from University of Laverne. Uh, we're going to have her on. She's fucking dope. But she would say it's about the message, just like Shay was saying. It's about she's the message. She's an academy member too. Yeah, yeah, she's dope. And, and she would always remind us that it is about the message. Don't be up there selling yourself. You know, even if you're in the entire play and you're in there for one second, you have to contribute to the message that's being told. So that's that's mm -hmm. dope that, you know, you kind of, you guys collaborated that way because I think it showed in, in the finished product. You know what I'm saying? It's because again, the scenes look so organic to me and they feel very natural and they feel realistic. But yeah, man, I, I love it. I love, I, lo I love the collaborative aspect that you guys have. Yeah, it's Amen. crazy because Shay's just like, um, Shay and Nathaniel, which is so talented in, in writing that script and coming up with the concept. I mean, it's just something I never would have thought of. I remember him first telling me about it. Uh, she was, we met and he was just like, so, you know, we're going to do something to where it's like, you're going to cosplay as Thor <laughs> and you're going to wear a wig and we're going to do that. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, what do you, what do you cosplay as Thor? I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, I'm down. I'm down. I'm trusting you. I trust you. Like whatever, whatever you want to do. Yeah. So I mean, Shay, Shay's just so talented. They can make something like that happen. But it also comes from this personal experience of shooting at Comic Con and shooting sure. and shooting like and being in touch with people who do cosplay and kind of um, a sense of identity in cosplay. Sure. Um, oh, so man. that's it's it all kind of comes full circle. Because really, I mean, the heart of it. I mean, it's just about loving yourself as you are. It's kind of yeah message is loving yourself as you are and then there's a lot of other messages in there too but the way that shay writes is like and you can correct me if you're wrong shay but you're not really trying to be funny like in the same with me as as an actor i'm not trying to be funny i'm just trying to to do it as i would do it as this guy and that's that's it 
It's, it's just being truthful and imaginary circumstances. And that's, that's pretty much what Oh, gosh. That's yeah. what acting is. Yes, act, just acting, being truthful under imaginary circumstances. And that's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Alex, like what you were saying, I think that true, truly funny people don't have to try to be funny. You know what I mean? Because when you're, there's like a standard and then it's the subversion of that standard. And a lot of people will not understand that you know it's like so they just try to like emit all this effort to try to be funny but like we're we're really just trying to comment on things that we think are funny but true and um and yeah and uh thank you for bringing that up alex the cosplay um forgot to mention that that was a big 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 part of the concept period like it was probably the the seed you know, that really? really started it all was, yeah, because, uh, so I was freelancing for a company called IGN. They do video game stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, oh, I love, stuff. yeah, IGN, that's oh, IGN. Yeah, that, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my first, my first gig was uh, like 2009 or something like that. Um, Comic Con with IGN. Yeah. So I, I was doing a lot of cosplay for them with uh, a buddy of mine, Anthony Kava, who, uh, has a production company, uh, flash frame and, he would bring me on and I would film these like these cosplayers doing stuff. And it eventually nice. brought us to Seattle, uh, this event called PAX. And we were doing the uh, documentary for making of Final Fantasy 15, which was okay. like, it was like, you know, my own for them. And they had some cosplayers there. They did a really cool event where they had people that were cosplayers giving the director, like the director orchestrated this. He's like, I want you to play it and then tell me what you think I should fix. Like open, open mic, like tell me what's up, you know? Straight up, I need your feedback. Go yeah. ahead, give it to me. That's cool. Yeah, so one of the cosplayers said this. She said, if I don't dress up as this character, I don't feel like I'm me. They said, wow. I, I don't even wanna leave my house unless I'm, in a costume and dressed up as this Final Fantasy character. And I think what's so poignant about that is- Oh gosh. I hope GarageBand picks that up because that sounded great. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a- No sense of sense. Yeah, that was gonna be a hell of a punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so listeners right now, um, Shay is just breaking in and out with connection. We're of course doing this via Zoom, virtual meeting, Oh, Shay was about to just drop a nice little punch. Such a good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you wrote it down, Shay. I hope you wrote it down. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully I, he's just he's just continuing to speak right now. <laughs> okay, I've dropped him. He'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back on. But I, I had no idea that cosplay was such a huge. I didn't think it was like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cosplay. I mean, there's seeing more and more people who are doing it. Um, and seeing kind of their posting what they're doing it's a sense of security it's a sense of themselves it's a part of themselves Absolutely. it's just like anything else you're passionate about and that's kind of one thing i learned just through acting is just learning about different people being more empathetic or sympathetic or trying to relate to people like right. everyone has something that they're passionate about and it's a matter of what they do with that thing Absolutely. Um, or do they want to uh, do they want to go at and 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 actually do what they're passionate about or do they kind of want to just live kind of just the, the simple life of just not even trying to do anything and just yeah. go to work, go home with your family, which is fine. 
Um, completely fine. But, you know, everyone, everyone, we're realizing now, even just being locked up, right? You're really, everyone wants to be good at something. Everyone yeah. wants to be knowledgeable. Everyone wants to be intelligent. They want 100%. to be, and that's what it is. Everyone just wants respect in what they say and to know that what they say is valid. And sure. that's, that's pretty much what we're, what we're dealing with now. I feel you, man. I feel you. Shay, good to have you back. Maybe. Is he back? <laughs> <laughs> or is he? Um, just really yeah. still. <laughs> He's just getting very still. But yeah, yeah, man, I feel you. And especially during this pandemic, I think a lot of people are taking the time to really step out of their comfort zone and be creative. Uh, when we talk about cosplay, my fiance and I, we just finished watching RuPaul's Drag Race um all-star season see it was the fifth all-star season but my brother james also a marine um guys always been able to sing and dance he started getting into drag too but my point is i just i, I feel like you know a lot of these drag queens they don't feel comfortable i mean they feel more comfortable in drag than they do in their own just everyday life you know they feel in drag they can fully be themselves because they're used to people telling them, don't do that. I feel like the same can be true for cosplay. Um, you know, of course, drag is, you know, men dressing up as women, but it's much more than that. You know, it's not just cross-dressing. It's, so when you, when you watch RuPaul and you see these, these men doing, you know, the, the singing, the dancing, the improv, the stand-up comedy, it's like, shit, that's a, you have to respect that. And they're doing that all with a full face of makeup and in high heels and, I think we're kind of just moving in a time now where how people interpret who they are is important, you know, right. and their expression and the means of expressing themselves is important. And it's, it's so fucking diverse these days. I mean, the way you're seeing people express themselves. Oh, what up, Shay? Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, all gosh. good. Hey, all better good. Be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. We, we were just saying, we were like, bro, we know you delivered a, a dope ass finish to that that story which i'm sure like joe said it'll be picked up on garage band but cool cool okay we, we yes, didn't now, get to now hear. i gotta listen to it now i gotta listen to it. <laughs> no, <laughs> podcast to see what, what you said but back to what oh, john was man. saying with you know the comparison between drag and cosplay man i think the the intention behind it for the people who do it i think is the same i think the yeah. feeling and uh, the people and feeling like yourself and, and feeling really free i, right. I do think the same thing yeah yeah and that that sense of freedom physically in something else that is not what you normally are yeah that's that's pretty fascinating we, shay we were just talking about i compared uh drag race and cosplay to one another in the sense oh, okay. that you know a lot of drag queens kind of feel you know once they're in drag that is when they feel powerful that is when they feel themselves that is when they feel they can take on the world you know and and Growing up, my brother, who was gay, my brother James came out when we were in the Marines. And uh, Alex, you mentioned that you listened to the episode. We, you know, we were talking about that, and you can just see bro going through it. And then once he did, just you know, that set, once he did come out, that freeing, you can just see it. You can see the person change. So, um, yeah, I was comparing drag and, and cosplay because I feel like in a way they are similar because of that. That's that freedom feeling. So. Um, yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's a feeling of expression and what i was saying when i was wrapping up was just that you know they they find power in this character you know and and is there something wrong with that 
you know, and it's just kind of weird when people look and judge uh, so harshly when it kind of doesn't affect them in any way or manner, you know, it's like, why do people immediately jump to like hating on something that someone does because they don't understand it, you know, or don't even look past the surface. Right, right. I, I think, shit, I think our country has just been conditioned to judge. I think there are like very subtle ways and systems that are, that we're used to doing that. And that is the norm is to kind of judge others, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I know we were supposed to review a movie, but I mean, I'm, I'm caught up in our own conversation. So we very well could do that if you guys would like to. I know we, we were talking about discussing good time with uh with the boy edward cullen i mean uh robert yeah my fiance has been watching so much breaking dawn lately i'm like really? i just i don't yeah uh, yeah on repeat like breaking dawn one and two i know when it's one oh. i'm like i know this is the first one this shit's boring as hell because you're not breaking dawn cycles it yeah yeah so um <laughs> Sorry for you, I, man. <laughs> since I know, Shay, that you like Batman. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't know you like Batman. I know you like comic books. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to just ask you and Alex, how do you guys feel about Robert Pattinson, you know, dressing up as taking on... Dressing up as Batman. Yeah, dressing up as the Bats. What do you guys... He's not my first choice. I like Robert Pattinson as an actor. Um, 100%. Obviously, my my first experience with him was as Edward, which was not was just probably the worst thing he's done. Yeah, um, but, straight up. He's a great actor. Now, the physicality of Batman to me is what tends to to get lost in translation. Yes, I think yes. he posted something right of like, oh, if you're expecting people to work out at this time, like you're part of the problem or something like that, right? He he had some yeah, kind yeah, of like, yeah. He said something about that. Yeah, but it was like kind of like, or was something. Like, like, dude, oh, like fuck. you're portraying a character. Like the only way that Batman is believable beating people's asses is if this dude is jacked. If he is jacked, <laughs> and if he is fast, because he's human, like he is just the human. Like and right. even Jack, Jack dudes would get their ass kicked by the people that that he's. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like it's like, dude, you gotta portray. If you were trying to portray a character, if you're the actor that you say you are, you're trying. Or the, I don't know if he said it, but the actor that he's always trying to portray, like he's very in character, like he's very like he's always almost like method. Yeah, so, he kind of. I, I feel like he kind of. He even said something about Batman one point. He got a lot of a lot of pushback from fans. He was saying Batman is not a superhero. What he was trying to say was Batman is a much deeper character than just a superhero. Oh, for sure. But it's like, yeah, right. But it's like, yeah, bro. But, you know, you are owning that fucking Batman. And I love how you say the physicalities. I thought Ben Affleck physically, he looks like he would be a dope bat. He's tall as hell. When he was in Batman Mm. and Superman, he was fucking ripped. Got a little chunky in Justice League, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, hey, that's Joss Whedon's fault, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I think, especially for comic books, the uh, physicality aspect can often get lost with Batman. Because when, like you said, bro, Robert Pattinson's a dope actor, but that's not the first choice when thinking about Batman. I think it, I think this one is just like, man. I, I'll admit, I hated on Heath Ledger when he was casting. <laughs> oh like, yeah, and yeah. I, Heath Ledger is like no one will ever be a better Joker than him for me. Um, absolutely yeah with uh this it's kind of a wait and see i'm just gonna wait and see he's not my yeah. first choice but i'm gonna wait and see that's because yeah. batman is like the bat family is like my favorite like i'm i love like nightwing and damian way are like oh, my guys absolutely and, uh, terry mcginnis but oh um, yes batman beyond baby come yeah. on now yeah yes. <laughs> those are kind of oh. like if i played a superhero it'd be nightwing a grown-up damian wayne or terry mcginnis oh that's dope. there you go nice so um 
Yeah, it's. I'm just gonna wait, man. I'm just gonna wait. I tell you, I have <laughs> I a, good does a good job. I have a good job. Yeah, um, I think it's about a, the movie itself. What do you think, Shay? Uh, I just think it depends on like which Batman they try to portray. I th- I think that's my biggest uh, issue with trying to understand who Batman is. Because like sometimes he's a detective, sometimes he's this badass fighter, sometimes he's right. Iron Man. Because I, I, <laughs> the one I don't enjoy is the Iron Man Batman. It's like, dude, like <laughs> chill on the technology stuff because. It just, it doesn't line up. It's like, just pick which Batman he is, you know, and just be that you. Batman, you know? So I hope with this one, I think it could work as long as the director and uh, Robert Pattinson figure out like, okay, this is the Batman I'm going to be. Because I think what was so jarring in the the third Nolan film was that it was like all of a sudden he had this brace and it was mechanical and in like, he kicks a, a brick wall out and then you're like, wait, what? Like all of a sudden <laughs> he's like a cyborg, you know, and then, Bro, and then they never scene. bring it up again. You know, it's just like, <laughs> what the hell's going well, on? He went from not walking to like that little brace put it on his knee and he just kicks the brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, like, like fucking powers up like he's Iron Man. I'm just like, dude, let's pick which Batman we're going to be and let's just be that Batman. You know, I like, feel you. Not how braces work. <laughs> <laughs> like he still got a human leg uh, well my, my right. favorite yeah my favorite part was it, it was just never brought up again you know it was just yeah. so yeah, it's like look he has this thing and uh he's using it so <laughs> it's, it's under his suit and you see him kick back guys he's kicking the shit but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that that's hilarious man yeah good uh, good luck Good luck. <laughs> You're right, Dawson. Right, what do you guys think, different. though? I, I'm high. I think this Matt Reeves Batman, I don't know, just looking at some of the images that have come out already, I think it's going to be cool just because it kind of looks like it's a little less than the, the Batfleck because I feel like they tried doing a lot. Even with just the Batmobile with Ben Affleck, Ben right. Affleck, I think they're just kind of doing a lot. I think they've kind of listened a little more to the fans, see what fans enjoy. Again, I wouldn't even go with Robert Pattinson's physical look, but I'm relying more on dope action and i would love to see kind of that detective batman because yes um you know the nolan batman i think it was very much the league of shadows kind of you know yeah. batman it was very deep into that um i would like to see better fighting because i wasn't crazy about the fighting in nolan's i think it was a lot of christian yeah, action, action, choreo- action choreography was like like the fighting was boring his right boring. Like, it's like the timing I mean, was yeah. way way off too what like, <laughs> like huh. somebody somebody would he'd be like I'm gonna go get you, and it's like, dude, he could have shot you thirty times. Like, <laughs> no, straight up, yeah, straight up. Because one thing about Nolan's Batman, Christopher Nolan's Batman, um, you know, I love how in the cartoon and everything he uses his gadgets. He uses like little, little mm-hmm. gas bombs, little batarangs, and everything. But in Nolan's, it's mostly just hand-to-hand combat. So I'd like to see more of cool technology and um, kind of an elaborate, but not like Iron Man tech. <laughs> not like Iron Man. I don't need to see him. In, <laughs> right. I don't need to see him in the Hulkbuster. <laughs> Hulkbuster, Superman Buster, fucking Batman. Yeah. Which could have worked in Batman v Superman. Just it just fucking didn't. It just didn't yeah. at all. <laughs> um but what about you, Joe? I mean, I, I'm sure you have your thoughts on on Robert Pattinson taking on donning the cape. I'm more like on on what Alex was saying. It's like wait and see. Um sure. But yeah. uh like I mean I never tried to write off Robert Pattinson or like started hating on him just strictly off of what like he did in Twilight, which I feel like everybody does, you know, 
I always thought like, okay, no, I think this guy can really act. And after I watched Good Time, I was like, hell yeah, this is, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to it, you know? And um, probably watch Lighthouse too. The Have Lighthouse. Ro- Rover? No, I haven't seen that one, no. He's really good in that too. Rover? Yeah. The Rover, yeah. The Rover. Tim and Guy Pierce. Oh, oh, okay, nice. Oh, shit, Guy Pierce. I think he, he'll probably kill it. Like, he'll probably kill the role. I think I think yeah. the, the workout thing was a weird comment. It just seems so unnecessary for sure. <laughs> yeah, and yeah then, he's a weird guy. Well, I think yeah. it's just like insecurity about not being in the physical shape to be Batman. Yeah, and that's almost like what look, it was. Like getting in shape is fucking hard, man. Like, it's hard yeah. work. Like, right. it takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of discipline. And people don't seem to understand that. It's just it takes a certain mindset to yeah. get in shape that's just Absolutely. how it is even just to get in okay shape it takes a certain mindset to fix your you change your whole lifestyle like you change Bro, your eating you, you discipline go to the gym you gotta work out you gotta run you gotta whatever you whatever you're doing yeah that affects your mental i mean that absolutely affects the way you think when i was doing this physique competition in college um i was at the gym two to three times a day i was eating just chicken breast smoking more weed than I ever had because I couldn't drink and it was just I don't know man but that when you play a superhero role you have to understand the expectations that fans are immediately going to have we want you to be fucking ripped because that's what we're used to seeing and superheroes are larger than life characters you know they're bad asses so yeah I mean I focus sometimes I focus a lot on the physicality of superheroes I like for them to portray like when I saw Don Cheadle as War Machine I was fucking over it I was like come on bro like I would flick your little ass. And like, so, you, so you you wanted Terrence Howard to stay as Kung Fu Kenny, what? though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. I would have loved for Terrence Howard to have remained as War Machine. I I, I think he I would have loved it, but I, I think Don Cheadle pulled it off. You know, he's, Don Cheadle can act. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah I think the excuse too is he has that the suit, right? So he doesn't have to be so jacked. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think the the one worry with the film that I had, like red flag when I hear this, is like, who was it that said it's going to be darker than the Nolan trilogy? Like some somebody oh, was quoted that? as saying that, and I was oh, just like, God. why is that a selling point? Why is that even a thought? Like, yeah, I feel like people good. think that. Yeah, just make it think good. That, Don't make like it dark. darker, darker is better. For some, right. yeah. I feel because like that's really used common. to this. We're used to this campy MCU. It, it doesn't mean we want everything to be dark. We want everything. We want things to be good. And yeah. what we were talking about DC last episode, we were saying how DC doesn't mind taking those chances. You know, they'll go dark. Like the DC animated movies are fucking dope. They're, I love uh, how they're going dark. Yeah. Why do they just them, have, okay? okay, so I haven't seen them all, but every time I see them, I just think. There's so many. And it's almost, it's so frustrating because I go, I just think, why don't you take these directors and have them direct your live action? Because Absolutely. they're so much better than the films because all they're thinking about is just creating the best story possible with these characters that they know so well. Right. They're character you know? driven. They are character driven stories. So yeah. that's what I love about DC. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, listeners, we were going to do a little movie review on Robert Pattinson's Good Time, but we kind of just did a brief little review on Robert Pattinson. So I think that's about- <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Still doing that review? <laughs> um, we, we, can, we can if you'd like, but I don't want to take it. I watched it. Oh, you it. did? Okay, yeah. we can briefly touch on it. We can briefly touch on it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, I did enjoy Good Time. I thought it was... I thought it was dope. Um, the brother, 
the brother of Robert Pattinson in that movie. Um, I, he's I, a director, or he's one of the directors. Yeah, he's actually. one of the brothers, right? Benny, oh, really? Benny and Josh. Yeah. yeah, Benny and Josh Safdie. That's Benny Safdie. So, what is his condition in the movies? Is it is it autism? It yeah, seems like that's what he's trying to portray. I don't, I don't really that. know. Yeah, it's kind of general. It's a okay. little bit like he. I don't think he has a specific. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I don't right. feel like he has a specific. It's like a general mental handicap of some sort. Like, okay. Or challenge. I don't. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. know? Do Do you guys know? Like, did Did you? I'm not even gonna touch him. I I can't say nothing. Right, right. No, no, I, I, I ain't trying to imply nothing. Yeah, he has a he has a speech yeah. problem. Yeah. I know that much. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, we we can leave it at that. I mean, the boy didn't hesitate to strap up when it was go time. You know right. what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. That's one thing about this film. I I I just I didn't know what to expect. So when it mm-hmm. started, and then when I I was like, oh, so many turns. I was like, what the fuck? But um. For me, it, it just again it, it reestablished or it just kind of reassured me of Robert Pattinson's acting. Since I found out he was cast as Batman, I ain't gonna lie, I've been watching more of his movies, you know, and just because I'm seeing how versatile of an actor he really is. Um, mm-hmm. I have that bias, and I hear you're gonna play a superhero. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna look at some of your shit, and I'm gonna hope that you're really good and that you can that him being Bruce Wayne makes sense. But, um, yeah, bro, good time. I thought. One thing about that movie, it was fairly short, not not too long of a movie. It's it really like the was standard it was under two hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. straight up ninety minutes, straight up, and um, I liked it because I I never really stopped being interested. I was just kind of wondering where it was going. Um, yeah, Robert Pattinson was a he didn't give a fuck in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what about you guys though? I mean, it's been a little bit since I've watched that movie once. Um, again, I really enjoyed it, but you guys may be more refreshed on it than I am. Yeah. Yeah. So with the, (laughs) yeah, I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like the movie. I liked the pacing of it. I think it, 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 um, kind of gets you interested right away. And I always like the movie is kind of like nonstop like that, uh, which really works in like when a movie's an hour and a half because right. Have these long stretches of nothing. There's always something happening. Yeah. Um, so with him too, I think the, you know, the funny thing about it is his character. He, were, he was almost showing like how much of a master manipulator he is. He mm-hmm. manipulates mm-hmm. everyone, and he preys on the people that he gets to help him. Like his brother, who's mentally handicapped, he preys on him by saying, "Oh, you're my brother. I need you here. I need you to do this." He yeah. preys on the, the young. Uh, he preys on the older woman who lets him stay at his house, and then he preys on the young girl who's only 16 year old black girl. Yeah. Like, I think there's kind of a testament. I don't know if they're trying to do this, but it's almost like he feels okay doing that with her. He feels like no one will care if he manipulates her and turns her to crime in a sense. Yeah. Um, Because she's a 16 year old black girl in in the hood. So it's just. Yeah. And and they didn't miss a beat with that. This young 60, they made it a point. Like, yeah, she's a 16 year old black girl. He's still getting close with him. He's a straight up piece of shit in that movie. And I, I like yeah. how you say that, man. He's really a master manipulator because in every situation that he's in, he maximizes his opportunity in that situation. So yeah, yeah I, I feel At like first, that. and it's really a question of like, you know, in a sense, uh, spoilers for anyone listening, if you want to watch it. <laughs> oh, this movie's from 2017. Come on. Now. Oh, is it? Well, yeah, forget, forget your spoilers. Now. <laughs> That's where Thorbucks is from, too. Oh, so, okay. Did he say Thorbucks? year of Thorbucks? 2017, guys. year of Thorbucks. Uh, oh, wow. When, uh, when he, uh, 
Like when he goes, you don't know if he's trying to save his brother or save himself when his brother right. gets arrested. Because mm-hmm. you don't know if he's just trying to save his brother so his brother won't dime him out. Or you don't know if he's saving his brother because he loves him. I think he's saving his brother to save himself because that's what he yeah. showed me the whole movie. Right. He just wants to save himself and then get the money going. Even the guy kidnaps the wrong guy. It's kind of like yeah. that guy's hilarious for one. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. he's such so weak-minded that he, that he manipulates him too. So you can just see that he preys on people with like kind of a, a weak sense of self in a sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And them follow him through his antics through the movie which is also an interesting concept uh, it's just kind of crazy how they did that yeah yeah i feel you it, it kind of comes full circle in the end where you know the, the movie starts off on the brother and then ends with you know with the brother but it kind of starts with the brother in that office and ends with the brother you know kind of doing his own. In- yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 and kind of you know Robert Pattinson's character being exposed as that asshole. <laughs> so uh, well, it's yeah, almost like his brother's uh, finally found his his courage in a sense. Right. I'd say that's more the message if the brother was in it more. But uh, yeah, I feel you very much. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. It, yeah, it is crazy how kinetic it is, and and like Alex was saying, once it starts, it it's like doesn't even look back at all, which is so interesting because mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of films. You know, a lot of films, it, it takes time because you're building, you know, you're trying to build to a moment, whereas I don't, I don't feel like there's any moment in this. It's like the whole thing is just yeah. a moment, you know, just going. It starts and it goes. <laughs> exactly. And what's funny about that is, is in the end, and this, it might be kind of true with just how people live their lives, I think. I mean, when I, when I do talk to a lot of people who aren't happy with where they're at and they're older, it's like man, you went and did all this just to end up in the same place. Yeah, so like, like yeah. the beginning yeah. of the film, they're basically in the same place at the end, just a little worse off, you know? And, yeah, man. And um, that's what I, I kind of thought was interesting about that and how I wasn't sure, like Alex was saying that um, he thinks like Robert Pattinson's character was just doing everything for himself. And I, yeah, I was like, I wasn't sure if he was doing everything for himself or it was like, he really does care so much about his brother, but they're just almost like those love stories where there's, it, but it happens to be two brothers where they want to be together, but they just can't, you know, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. for whatever reason and thinking about it, like, I think I was thinking that's what it was, but then thinking back on it, I don't, I don't know if that's the case. Like, I don't know that he really did care about his brother or not. I mean, it's right. kind of seemed like it, it, it's, it's tough. It's a tough call, you know? I mean, yeah, they certainly, you know, sell that to you you know when he's barging in and he's you know he's um at the beginning and you know he takes his brother and he's just saying you know i i care about you and um but it's like yeah i, I love how alex pointed that out because you just realize throughout the film how how narcissistic and how self-driven um robert pattinson's character is and again yeah i, I didn't even know so alex did say that the, the brother kind of does get lost that in it as much as you would think to, to kind of establish that that true uh connection with them so um, one thing oh sorry yeah, go ahead what, no, I'm, I'm all done oh uh, one thing that that totally rings true that uh you guys were talking about is how manipulative he is and i thought was so interesting about that it's weird how if someone like presses you on something even if you know it's wrong or maybe they're odd like sometimes you just want to please their desire like yeah oh man you want that that badly all right cool it's like why are we even watching this guy be an asshole for like an hour and a half 
Yeah. You know, but it's like, you just know he wants that so badly, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> it's just like, okay, cool. This dude wants it. But that, I guess like, that's the talent of the, the directors, you know, and the filmmakers as a whole. It's like, you shouldn't even want this guy to get what he wants at all, or even be interested in what he's doing. But it's like, it's so compelling because they just, it goes, you know, and you yeah. know, he, he has that will and that desire to keep going. Right. To keep fighting. And I think that's what people admire is the fact that even though he is, you know, this selfish, you know, piece of shit, he is willing to go through all of these things to get to where he wants to be. And that is what people find respectable. <laughs> Yeah. right it's like no matter what it's admirable it's just like oh god almost right. like the, the pacing of the film uh, for the viewers is almost like you're being in the place of the victims to where stuff happens so fast you don't know what happened or why you're still watching this guy be an asshole so it's kind yeah. of like a weird translation to yeah. like watching it and like the pacing it's like where's it going next where's it going what's happening now what's going? but it's like oh he just then you look back you're like holy shit like you just did all this fucked up stuff to everyone, <laughs> and I just watched it all. <laughs> and yeah. It's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like Shay was saying. It's just kind of like you just like okay, maybe maybe he just manipulated us. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch. Totally. But yeah, and it, yeah, it's so claustrophobic too because they're like close oh, up, yeah. close up, close up, close up, close up. It kind of drives you crazy, like because you got the close up, close up, close up. And then the music, the music is incredible as well. And they, Oh yeah. I love the score in this movie. That's one of the things I want to bring up is the score. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it, it's crazy. Cause typically, I mean, I don't think you should shoot a film that way, but for this, it, it just, it works, you know, like they created something that works. It's not conventional. Yeah. You know, they have, they have a point of view and a voice, which is really cool. And I think that sometimes people will lump, art like that's good that's bad you know and it's it's like well there are also different kinds of yeah films. You know, yeah this is mm-hmm. one that's not conventional so exactly exactly and because it's not conventional it should never be like oh that's weird i don't fuck with it it's like no it's it's something it has a, a purpose and an intent and something to substantiate that so and it's just like would you say that's just like strictly director's choices like like you were saying how it makes you feel like claustrophobic and uncomfortable but like i feel like no that's like it's very much done so like on purpose to make you feel that way yeah for sure yeah yeah for sure it's not like they don't know you know oh this shouldn't be this close i mean they're doing that on purpose Um, yeah and even just thinking back on it now i'm getting like like irritated (laughs) (laughs) because when you're shooting it's like you're like damn i'm too close you know because traditionally close-ups were really reserved for impactful moments you know yeah. so when, mm-hmm. when you're when your standard is almost like a medium close or close-up it's like well how do you get even closer than that you know but i mean that was their intention and it really works for this film you know it really yeah. does so yeah. just uh, just from working with shay and realizing that yeah i mean the directors know what they're doing every shot has a reason and there's a reason sure. they're doing it they know what they're doing yeah. So it's just sure. it's you know it's not just made up just because these are your standard you know medium slides and over and OTS you know it's just over the shoulder like it's yeah. just there's a reason we're doing this mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah what about you Joe you got any any final thoughts on good time uh yeah so I mean <laughs> we we <laughs> talked a lot about uh, the pacing of the movie and uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Uncut Gems. John, I know you've seen Uncut Gems, no, but yeah. I haven't seen it. But it's the same directors, and I, I assume that it's like that. 
yes, uh, not style words. It's just every other word is just an f bomb. It's yeah, going fucking nuts. It's, it's a cool movie. I didn't know that. This it's the same directors. It's the same yes. director. So you oh, can bro, you, you can, can see that. Oh, yeah, you could you could tell easily just because like stylistically, like there are a lot of those scenes where it's like very wordy, but like there's like five different conversations going on. I'm like, okay, this make me uncomfortable as hell. But um, <laughs> bro, and some scenes that come jams, I'm like, okay, just slow down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Someone shut but, up. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to focus on one person talking, please. Like, <laughs> yeah. but um. Yeah, no, I mean, this movie was, like, very hectic, and like I said, it's very similar to Uncut Gems in the sense that it starts and it goes, and it's just real fast for me, you know? It's, like, zero to 100 miles per hour, and, like, you know, Robert Panson's performance is killer, and, you know, I don't want to reiterate too much of what we were talking about, but the pacing is nice. I think this one's a little more mellow than Uncut Gems, but... Oh, really? More mellow? Yeah, if you could believe it. <laughs> If you can believe it, it's a little more mellow than Uncut Gems. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. It's like, oh, sorry. I, I watched Good Time with my fiance. And we were like, damn, that's a, that's a cool fucking movie. We tried watching Uncut Gems together, and she was over it. She was like, this, it's just kind of too much. Like, this movie is just too much for me. She went upstairs. I was like, I'm going to finish this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I feel you. Go, go ahead, is, I was going to say, it's weird because um, it's almost like the the content of it is more extreme but in good time, the actual filmmaking itself is, I would say, more like avant-garde. You know, like they're they, it's it's yeah. a, like uh, Uncut Gems is like their mainstream film. You know, Absolutely, good time yeah. is like way more Absolutely. avant-garde. Like where the title comes in is strange. When they finally decide to credit the actors, it's like thirty minutes in. It feels like you know, it's yeah, very interesting in the score. And wait, so, were were you saying that for like when they start crediting? the actors like they do that in good time right or they do that in uncut gems as well they do it in good like time. they start they showing the actor okay yeah. yeah 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 so well good time i i would say just in general is them freely being like these creative filmmakers just we're doing everything we want bro you know, absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely yeah yeah and, and uncut gems is the more conventional like it's not even conventional but the more leaning more towards convention than uh good time but like you guys were saying it it has, it's harder to watch almost because of the hectic conversations that are happening and all the tension and all the like building of sound, you know, it's, it, it's very intense, very intense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also what makes it watchable too is for both those movies, it's always going to be like the lead actor too. Mm-hmm. I can't point it right at him. Yeah. Robert yeah. Panson isn't interesting. You don't watch that movie. If Adam Sandler isn't interesting. You're not watching that movie. So it's just kind of like a very important, uh, thing to note also for them so props to props to the actors too yeah straight up straight up because like you said alex the attention is on them and they have to captivate you so um good review good review fellows uh i am i think it's a good time to call it over because my laptop's about to motherfucking die you know? nah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean charger, not, you know what i'm saying <laughs> i know i'm over here in the in the closet in the cut so um, I have a new microphone on the way, and then I'll be able to record in almost any room without nice. having to barricade myself. <clears throat> so nice, um, Shay, Alex, guys, we cannot thank you enough for giving the time to come on the show. We are stoked about everything you guys have going on. 
Storybox is fucking amazing, and we know it's um, one of many projects that you guys are going to be a part of. So again, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no, thank you. Thanks for having us on. Really appreciate it. And uh, where, uh, before we call it, um, where can people find you guys? I know you guys have your own uh, little. Yes. Yes. Uh, New Vision films. New right? Vision. Yeah. Yeah. So we never even specified that. Um, I forgot to mention that Thorbucks initially was part of the short film competition, and then as we were making it, we realized that uh, we shouldn't kind of like limit ourselves because it started to extend past the the runtime of the like the rules that they had set. Nice. Mm-hmm. So we just said, no, let's focus on making this as best as we can. So we made it the best we could never put it out because it just didn't have a place because it was specifically for this competition. So we just kind of held on to it. it. Yeah, we held on to it and then quarantine hit and we chopped it up into three parts. So now it's a three part miniseries um, called Thor Bucks and it has three episodes on uh, on our YouTube, which is uh, newvisionfilms.com. So it's uh, N-E-W-V-I-Z-I-O-N films. Yes. And uh, yeah, and that's where we're at. On Instagram too. Also yes. follow my Instagram at, at New Vision Films. Bang. Very cool. Hey. So yeah, ho- hope to put out more stuff uh, like Thorbucks, you know, with the same kind of messaging, uh, same genre, you know. Yeah. I love it. And one more one more thing. Now, if you are to do like an elevator pitch for Thorbucks, what would you how would you pitch it to someone? Shit. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> me and the, so okay me and nathaniel were talking about this and we were like you know it kind of like what we would want to do is if you know and perfect that we're talking about good time we're talking about the safties a24 if they did oh, yes. something like a24 yeah like if a24 did a marvel yeah. movie you yeah know what i mean like like you do a marvel movie like that was the intention was something like moonlight mm-hmm. but but in the world of like where these heroes live you know because that's that's what we tried to do it's like hey that's that's the life we live so if a24 does a marvel movie that's what we want to do that's what thorbucks is yeah very well i want to give a shout out to uh to our producer her and duran who also wore camera and nathaniel the other writer and travis for sound basically everyone else who helped out on thorbucks really appreciate it yeah, yeah. A- yeah. Amber cool. Amber B. Malo was the go-to producer. So we just want to thank everybody. And that was really cool. Thank you for having us on. I don't I don't think Shay. I don't think Shay. I don't think Alex. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks over there. <laughs> but yes, I love it. I love it. Um, yes, it was a hell of a hell of a recording session, guys. And thank you very much. Um, very, very honored to have both of you. Um, damn, we didn't even talk about Joe. We were talking about Alex's Mortal Kombat commercial, too. Oh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. I fucking love Mortal Kombat. And I watched that commercial, like, you know, I went to your Instagram, watched a commercial, and I was like, damn, this is so fucking cool. Bro, and like, so I, dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the director on that, Joe Sill, um, he directs a lot of commercials that, that are like that. They're very cinematic. They're like, yes. you're, on movie, like you're on a movie set. Fucking and I never, never did a commercial like that. Like literally he had me in the callback like for like 15, 20 minutes, like doing different emotions. Like, okay, with this happened here, but it's like, man, I'm just walking. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, but you're all this. Walk, bro. But you're because walk. he's a director. Yeah. But so like he had me prep, like he had me do all these things and him and I really hit it off. 
and uh, the casting director is just kind of like get him out of here like oh yeah like what's, what's going on man? <laughs> <laughs> but like joe was just like i think he was having fun like we were having fun yeah. just like taking different directions with it so and he was really good and then we went on set and that commercial i mean we were there for like 12 hours and uh, overnight in this really cool abandoned mall and that's what we got fun, easy man. easy nice. yeah man that fucking Very walk cool. i was like my boy looked like he about to you better get in it he's like you yeah. get in it <laughs> you stay in it <laughs> you filmed a lot more right yeah we filmed a lot more there was originally going to be more but it's like obviously with commercial spots like you have to yeah. cut in certain ways but like yeah he had like close-ups and, and and follows and stuff like that and but you know there's there's three other actors so it's just kind of yeah uh, and we didn't know what it was an nda obviously when we first auditioned for it Absolutely. And then eventually, like, I was like, oh, I'm actually playing, like, my character Sub-Zero. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah. Nice. NDA being a non-disclosure agreement, listeners, you know what I'm saying? You make sure that's <laughs> in this industry. You feel me? But... I don't know what NDA is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, super cool. I mean, both of you, just the wealth of knowledge you guys have and, <clears throat> you know, the experiences that each of you have is what we're very honored to have you guys on the pod, so... Uh, listeners, follow them, show them some love, tap in with Thor Bucks, and that's Thor Bucks spelled with a dollar sign at the end of Bucks. Oh, yeah, that's important. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when, y'all, when y'all go look it up, <laughs> Thor space Bucks, dollar sign, no dollar sign. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I have nothing else. Joe, you good, bro? Uh, actually, hold on. I have one more thing. <laughs> Um, we changed the name of our podcast. Oh, yeah, that's an important <laughs> oh. thing. That's an important thing. Um, okay. We, we are now the cast of color, uh, formerly the color cast podcast. We even introduced oh, this episode. Yeah. yeah, we even introduced this episode as the color cast podcast. And that still may be our domain name. However, um, it's a different direction we went just because, you know, colored the word and everything. We wanted to try to just change it up, you know. So, okay. Joe, you want to elaborate any more on that? Yeah, sure. So the reason why, like, like, you know, rest in peace to John Lewis, who just passed away. Um, I was like, when that happened, I was like looking up stuff like, you know, for a graphic to share to our Instagram or whatever. But I started coming across like, you know, when segregation was going on in the 60s, the way that they would um, like separate people is like, oh, these are the colored restrooms over here, you know, or like those, that's like the colored water fountain. So in a way, the word colored had like kind of like a little racist undertone to it so i was like okay like especially in this time right now i think we could go with a new name yeah and and, you know when we dropped that name was kind of the intent we're like you know what we are we're kind of gonna yeah no we were that was never our intention but you know (laughs) right i mean we we never want to have i don't know it's just like we know we are it's almost this a whole nother i mean not whole nother this is an entirely different conversation I don't like when people say whole nother. It's like you're putting one word in the middle of whole nother. <laughs> um, <Hold> nother. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like the theme with, with the N word and how black people have taken it in a different way. It's like we were taking colored in a different way, kind of making it ours. But yeah, at the end of the day, we want to be conscious of what we're saying. So on Instagram, mm-hmm. listeners, it is cast of color cast of color yes yes so thank you everyone for following mm. joe's, joe's <laughs> killing it with the page we're killing it with the page we're we're collaborating alex and shay are collaborating damage it. it was a great recording session so fellas again thank you very much for your time yeah thank you guys you guys are awesome everyone make thank sure you, you listen you. to their show 
Go to yes. the podcast. Listen. Follow their Instagram. I mean, <laughs> listen, like something. Come on now. You know what it is. Or I'll <laughs> comment. I don't know. <laughs> Do yeah, it all. Contribute. Follow <laughs> Shay at, at Shay William Vanderport. Oh, <laughs> we'll do we'll oh, do gotta do that now so um yeah listeners thank you again and uh shay and alex we hope to have you guys on again absolutely thank you guys Appreciate thank you guys it. anytime yeah. take right. care fellas you too. Later. All right.